Hi, everybody. Welcome to Dyslexia Jewels. I am so excited because tonight I have an amazing young lady. Her name is Lauren Bean. She is our guest for this podcast. Um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about Lauren. She is Miss Fond du Lac Outstanding Teen. Her social impact initiative is Choose Kindness. Uh, Lauren is a sophomore. She was diagnosed with dyslexia in the second grade. She does competitive dance. She's on her school golf team, and she has always been on the honor roll. Lauren, thank you for being my guest tonight. <laughs> thank you for having me. <laughs> I'm so excited to talk to you. I love talking to young people um, who have dyslexia. I'm always wanting to know, to start out with, um, you were diagnosed in the second grade. Can you just kind of share with me, take me back to that time, what was going on with you as a child? Yeah, well, I was actually in second grade, and one of our teacher aides came up to me and said, hey, Lauren, can you just come over here for a hot little second? And I was kind of like, okay, I don't want to get in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, she was like, Lauren, can you like do some problems and do a couple things just so I can see? And I was like, okay. And I did them. And then she called my parents and we had a little meeting and she said, I think your daughter has dyslexia. And at first I was like, huh? Yeah. Like dyslexia. And I was like, oh, okay. And I had no idea what that was. So my parents had to explain it to me. And uh, at first I was very astonished. I thought like, something's wrong with me like I'm not normal like what's happening to me I'm not like do I, I don't have a birth defect but I have something like inside of me that doesn't let me be a normal human per se and so I felt like there was something wrong with me so since second grade up to I think about fifth sixth grade I had to go to a speech therapist and every day I had to walk after school across with like a teacher or a, one of the eighth graders and it was so embarrassing to me because everyone just got to go on the bus, have fun, go home. And I had to sit there and walk across on the sidewalk with, you know, everyone is knowing I'm going to speech therapy. It just, it wasn't a great feeling. <laughs> that's, you know, that's hard because lots of children can identify with that because you don't want to stand out. Um, from your classroom and you at that age you haven't really developed this really strong self-esteem and self-worth so what making that walk every day I mean did someone encourage you or what were you telling yourself <laughs> well it was hard I know that when I always did I knew that when I was going there I was getting the help that I needed and I knew that I was struggling with like saying words and understanding how to read and write. And even in like in subjects as social studies and science, I got so lost. Like everything was just scattered, like a scattered yes. brain. I was like, oh, like how do I put the pieces together? So I knew that I needed the help and it was gonna help me in the long run. But I just, I kind of thought of that, like it's gonna help me. And I kind of told myself, don't look at other people too, to be honest. I was like, I cannot look at them because I don't want them to see me. So that kind of helped too, just like stay in your own little lane. <laughs> Absolutely. That's great yeah. advice though. I mean, sometimes it just comes down to that. Over time, as you, you know, were seeing, you were getting the help, 
did you feel, start feeling better and stronger about yourself as you saw, oh, I am making some gains here? Yeah, I thought that throughout like my many years of doing it, I got better. I still remember this one time I had this little pink and gray watch and I could not spell to save my life. The word because was always a struggle. So I was like, um, I don't know how to spell it. It's on my watch. And then I, I just never knew. And then she asked me how to do it. So I always remember that because ever since I did that, I can like spell because it's easy. And since like working with that one lady, I've really like shown a big like growth in how I spell words. And so I still struggle with it, but it, that really helped me. So I just, it, scenario always reminds me of like the big growth I made, like in spelling the words. Yes, <laughs> so. I, can, I can totally relate. I always tell people my, my word was purple. Um, and it's actually where, you know, things really started for me um, because I couldn't spell the word, word purple. And it was the first time I was actually ridiculed by a teacher in front of the class, you know, kind of like shame because I couldn't do it. So, you know, but now I'm, nothing stands between me and purple, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> and yeah. your word was because. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so Lauren, um, what other outlets did you have that helped you um, to have another outlet besides, you know, academics in your life? Um, because people who have dyslexia are so creative um, and talented. So was there something in your life that, you know, you love to do and you felt really helped you? Yeah, well, ever since I was really young, I was a very crafty person. I loved to go to rummage sales and buy like the like the tiny little mason jars and like Google like DIY Pinterest, like, oh my gosh, like, can I make it into a jar? Or like, what can I do with it? And I always love to take like the tiny, like old things and cardboard you would throw away and make something new and like usable. So I love doing that crafty side, I guess. And then also besides the dance that you said in the intro, I love to dance. It's my passion. I've been doing it since I was two and a half. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And then besides that, I've built many Legos. Um, I would do like the 300 pieces like in an hour. And I would <laughs> oh, wow. barely have to look at like the how the directions. I just looked at the picture and was like, okay, and got it. So I guess that was kind of a cool thing. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people who have dyslexia go into you know, the STEM fields or STEAM fields, however you want to say it, um, because we are, we really can think outside the box. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you about your social impact initiative and why you chose um, Choose Kindness. Well, yeah. So I chose Choose Kindness. Well, first off, I'll start with saying what it means to yes. me. It means that we understand how our words and actions affect others, even in ways that we may not fully realize that we are hurting one another and also remembering that we're being kind not only to people but the environment and the animals as well it's kind of all together and the reason that I chose this platform was I was actually in third grade and I had a best friend and we were always like close-knit type and one day we're on the recess and we had these circle monkey bars and the goal was everyone would jump on you get as many people as you can all on it at once. And after it's all filled with like 
10 people, you all jump off at the same time and do it all over. (laughs) (laughs) Your hands hurt towards the end. (laughs) Um, One girl, she said, when this one person jumps on, everyone jumps off. And I kind of stood there for a hot second and thinking, wait, wait, what? Like I'm supposed to jump off? And she said, yeah. So I just kind of was a bystander and just didn't say anything and closed my mouth and just stood there and waited for my turn. I didn't really know what I wanted to do yet, but I knew it was wrong. So when I jumped on, she was the last person. She jumped on, everyone jumped off, but I stayed on. And ever since then, um, well, I, I got ridiculed at the time. But after that, I saw how it affected her. Her feelings were very hurt. Yeah. And she had no idea why people did this. Just because she didn't have the clothing and stuff. She didn't look like how a normal kids should look. You know what I mean? Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah. So it was kind of, it was mean. And after that, we went over to the bench and I talked to what I said, you know what? Don't even worry about them. They're just trying to get in your head and you guys just got to do what's best for you. And just like me, I saw someone who didn't speak up for themselves and I helped and stepped in. And since then, I really sh- like noticed that being kind is super easy but super hard. <laughs> so that's why I chose it. I love that. I love that. It shows what you value. Um, and definitely need more kindness. Um, yeah. Could be that some too, some of the stuff that you went through, um, you know, really helped you to see that kindness can make a huge impact, you know, in a person's life. But that that's awesome. What are some of the things that you've been able to do? Um, I know it's kind of been, you know, hard during COVID, but how have you been able to spread that message? Um, One of my favorite things that I have done so far is I've baked like baked goods. And from the months March to May, and then like early, like first week of June, I made desserts to go in these big brown paper bags. And they went at some people's doorsteps that weren't able to get out because of COVID or they didn't have the financial means to buy food. And I did that through an organization called Planet Perk and they gave us the food and then we just gave the dessert. So it was really cool that I got to like hand make things um, every week. And we always did it like late at night too. So it was just a fun little thing to do and it meant a lot to people. So that was pretty cool. I've also given lots of different foods to the food pantries as well. Um, I've given my loose change when I check out to like the humane societies and I've also given paper towels because those are very needed for the humane societies. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They go through a lot. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. I've also done. Oh, sorry. No, go, go ahead. Okay. I just say one more thing. Um, one of my most favorite things I did with Champions of Fond du Lac, which is people that have disabilities, young and old, uh, we had this ice cream social. It was like a dance with ice cream and they loved it so much. They had so much fun. So, Oh, fun. I love that. Just the power of kindness, right? Yes. Yeah. And it just, you know, I've, I've always find that a very small thing can make a very big impact in a person's life. Yeah. That is true. Yes. 
I love, I love what you're doing. It's awesome. Well, in closing out our podcast today, I always like um, to ask, or we like to ask, you know, what is something that you would say to a second grader today, if they were just getting diagnosed with dyslexia and they were scared, they were confused, what advice would you give to them? I would have to say never give up. I know that's very cliche. It's also very good to second grader that they understand that way as well. But what I'm trying to mean by never give up is that, yes, you were diagnosed with a disability of learning and comprehension. And although that affects you and who you are, you should always make that dyslexia be you. Don't let it define you. You're going to make sure that you're going to put more effort in, of course. It's going to be harder, so you have to work a little bit longer than other kids. You're going to end your test later, but overall, you are being the best version of you, and you're going to push through it and not let it defy you because dyslexia is a part of you. It's not separate. So I guess I would kind of say that it's you and you have to own it. I love it. I love it. You have to love all of who you are, right? And, you know, you and I both have dyslexia and it's powerful to know that that is a big part of me. And so I love it and I'm going to embrace it. I love your advice. I love it. Lauren, thank you so much for being my guest tonight. You are amazing. You are amazing. And I wish you all of the luck in the world. So we are signing off tonight. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.